hello, hello, salutations, Creation Nation. It is your favorite author, N.M. Porterfield, with another episode of Storytime. Now, today I'm going to be talking about, I, I was going to do The Royal Family, and I keep pushing this one off. Uh, I will get back to it because it's something that relates to some of the things that I've written about before um, in my book, The Lover's Manual. Um, but this one was just it's too big to miss. Cam Newton. Uh, quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, uh, recently winner of the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, was revealed to have a secret baby uh, with an Instagram model. A baby that apparently appeared sometime during the time when his girlfriend or partner, or however he refers to her since they're not married, was also pregnant. So this man was cheating on his girl uh, while she was pregnant and you know apparently all of that just got revealed so uh, I'm going to talk about this I'm going to break this down into three different types of cheaters yes there are different types even though cheating is bad all around there are three different types of cheaters I'm going to talk about the different types of cheaters I'm also going to talk about uh, my formula for why cheating occurs and so uh, this all comes from my first book that I ever wrote called the lover's manual uh this is information that's straight out of my book you can only order this now from my website www.nmporterfield.com or you can just dm me um or if you subscribe to my patreon top tier i'll send it to you for free so uh definitely ways for you to get this but we're going to talk about cheating why it happens the three different types and uh what you can do to kind of spot a cheater One of the greatest joys I have in this life is storytelling. Whether it's superpowered teenagers, high-paid assassins, or ancient demon hunters, I am driven by the process of telling compelling stories that engage and entertain people. My hope is that through these tales, I can inspire others to attain to new heights in their own creativity, to tell the stories of others through my lens and bring a smile to the faces of other individuals. Now you have a chance to be a part of my story by subscribing to my Patreon and helping me to grow my writing and my publishing company to the next level. With your support, I'll be able to create new content for you like podcasts, audiobooks, and more. To get started, just sign up at patreon.com slash your favorite author. Now, before I hop into everything, I want to say once again, thank you to everyone who has continued to listen. Um, We're about to hit 200 listens uh, since I've started this year, so I'm grateful for that. Um, Trying to get that up to 1,000. Let's see if we can hit 1,000 by the end of the month. It's ambitious. I know it is, but I am grateful to you either way, even if we don't hit that goal. But let's strive for that. So definitely tell your friends and family to check out the podcast. Uh, and also, you know, make sure you hit follow, whether you listen through Apple Music, Google uh, Podcasts, Spotify, or anything. You can you can find me in any of those locations. Uh, but before I get into everything, uh, I, I want to talk about uh, the formula 
for for cheating so when i say formula this is something that i discuss in my book the lover's manual and it's it's pretty simple formula it's pretty straightforward um and when i say it it may or may not make sense at first but i'm going to make it make sense if if that makes sense so uh the formula is really simple it's r plus m plus c over t so when you break that down r plus m plus c over t what that comes down to is risk plus motivation plus a catalyst over time now the reason i put all of that over time is because all of these factors coming together they have to equal a certain they have to hit a certain threshold before a cheating will occur uh, before any type of cheating will occur so um someone can can have you know high risk and in order for them to have the motivate they need a higher motivation if there's a higher risk and then it's usually going to occur when the catalyst is right and there's been a certain amount of time that passes so i'm going to break down each of these factors before i get into how that relates to uh cam how that relates to the three different types of cheaters i'm gonna break all that down for you so it makes sense so first we're gonna start with risk risk is is pretty straightforward it's how much risk is tied to if i were to cheat so risk can be things like if you decided that you were going to cheat with you know your wife's sister there's a little more risk there than if you were to cheat with someone that you probably will never see again or like a prostitute somebody that you know once you pay them their money they're going to disappear there's a little more risk there and so when you look at the risk that you're going to incur when you're you know considering cheating you know whether you're a man or woman and these this formula applies for both men and women this is not you know solely for men um it applies for both men and women so if you are a woman on your job and there's a guy that you are interested in you're kind of feeling there's higher risk there because you work there you see this guy every day there's a high chance that your husband can find out but if you were to go to a conference like on the other side of the country and you meet some guy who doesn't even ask your name doesn't care anything about you he comes to your hotel room there's a lot less risk there so that is the first element in cheating is the amount of risk that's involved um the next is your motivation regardless of whether you have high or low risk your motivation is going to determine whether or not you even want to cheat so i know that some people are like oh everybody's going to cheat no that's not the case like if you don't have a reason to cheat you're not going to cheat people with low motivation are usually people who are happier in their relationships or there are people who you know the the cheating opportunity uh doesn't even seem like something that's worth it so you know somebody that is trying to get you to cheat on your spouse but they look like a booger wolf you know saying you're not really motivated to cheat with that person now some people if the you know risk is low enough and the motivation is there for other reasons and you can have internal and external motivation so let's say that you know internally within your relationship um there's a lot of issues going on there then yeah you may have some internal motivation to cheat and so you may not need as much of an external motivator or somebody it doesn't really matter as much who it is as much as doing the act um 
And that's sometimes why, you know, you can see people cheat with someone who seems like they're a downgrade from their significant other or their spouse, because it wasn't about the physical aspect of it. It was because there was some other internal issue. And that internal issue can be within your relationship or it can be within yourself. There there are internal issues within yourself that can make you a cheater, issues with your own ego, things like that you know you don't feel like the man or you don't feel sexy as a woman and that insecurity causes you to search for something that could be present in your relationship but you know for whatever reason it's not there the next aspect is the catalyst and so the catalyst is the defining moment the thing that happens that makes cheating possible so we have risk which is the likelihood of you being caught You have the motivation, which is basically what is giving you the reason to cheat. And then you have the catalyst. And so the catalyst will be a situation like, hey, like I have low risk of being caught. I'm in a hotel on the other side of the country. I have high motivation because the man or woman that I'm dealing with is giving me problems or the motivation could be external like, hey, I get an opportunity to cheat with Rihanna or Jason Momoa or whatever you're into. And so, yeah, the motivation could be higher there because, oh, that's Jason Momoa or that's Rihanna, you know. And then the catalyst is the opportunity that's presented, meaning that person is into you, you're into them. And there is something that clicks that says this is your opportunity to cheat. Um. Some people have enough strength to walk away from that moment. Sometimes the catalyst will prevent itself, but the motivation is so low or the risk is so high that you will avoid cheating. Um, That is, you know, the ideal situation is that you walk away from it. You should not cheat on anybody. Um, I'm speaking from someone who has been cheated on and also as someone who has cheated in the past. So when I say that, you know, the catalyst can present itself even when the, the risk and the motivation aren't there. It can, but it's up to you as the individual to walk away from it. And then the last element, all of these elements put together over time. And so when I say over time, the time that is required could vary depending on the other factors. So for instance, if you have high motivation and low risk and a massive catalyst, you don't need as much time to cheat. If you are someone with a high risk and a low motivation and a low catalyst, it's going to require a lot more time for you to get to the point where you're willing to cheat. I'll give you an example of both. A man who is relatively happy in his relationship takes a business trip. That business trip is across town. It's not far away. So he's going to see people that he knows maybe run into some people he used to work with, things like that. And the woman that works with him, who has never flirted with him before, gets really, really drunk at this event and starts to hit on him. The catalyst is there, but this man's relatively happy in his relationship, so the motivation's not really there. And then the risk is relatively high because of the fact that this is within town. More than likely, that man is going to walk away from things, especially with the time frame being so short. This is a one-time thing that just happened. This girl has not been hitting on him. This has not been building up. He's relatively happy. He had a good day when he left work this morning. That cheating is more than likely not going to happen. 
Then you have scenario B. Scenario B, a woman who is frustrated from her husband not doing anything with her at home, not spending time with her, not taking her out, not telling her that he is attracted to her. Um, he goes away on a fishing trip with his buddies and he's going to be gone for a few days. The FedEx driver, who she has never seen before, brand new guy, first time on the route, and he's planning on quitting to start his own business and move out west. He drops off a package. She happens to be wearing something sexy and he compliments her on it. So we look at the things here, the risk. There is some risk because he came to her house and, you know, people could see her, someone could snitch or whatever, whatnot. But it's, they got a fence, so the chances of them being seen are very low. The motivation is high because the husband has not been, you know, fulfilling his duties and taking care of her, making sure that she has everything she needs. The catalyst is there because he's shown interest. She needs something. And, you know, this is the perfect opportunity. She's already wearing, you know, something sexy. It could just hop into it. No big deal. And the time factor is there because of the fact that this has been going on and has been ongoing for quite some time with her, the way her husband has been treating her. So more than likely a situation like that, it's probably going to happen. Um, now all of this comes down, of course, to the individual, everyone has their own principles and everyone has things that matter to them. Some people are like, I'm not going to cheat no matter what. And it's good to say that, um, it may not always be true because you don't know what's going to happen until you get in that situation. Uh, you don't know how strong your willpower is until you've really been tested. Um, but these are the things that when you look at it, you can recognize and say, Hey, Like right now, I am not happy in my relationship. And if the right person were to come along, I might make a mistake. And so that's going to that's where I'm going to end the this part of it. I'm going to hop into the next part and talk about the first type of cheater, which is the one who claims I made a mistake. What's going on, world? Once again, it is your favorite author, N.M. Porterfield. And if you are creative for yourself and you're looking for an outlet to get your content or your voice out, then you need to check out Anchor.fm. I've been using it for over a year now, and I love it. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain a few things. First of all, it's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. I actually do a lot of my stuff on the go. And then Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it basically gives you everything you need to make a great podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I made a mistake. If you have been cheated on before, there's a good chance that the person who cheated on you told you, I messed up, I made a mistake, I didn't mean to, it shouldn't have happened, I was drunk, whatever and whatnot, right? So, gosh, this is probably the most frustrating answer to receive when anyone asks, why did you cheat on me, right? And the reason it's frustrating is because we can't wrap our mind around the concept that people 
made a mistake? Like, how do you mistakenly slip into sex with someone else? Or how do you mistakenly send nude pictures to a guy? Or how do you mistakenly kiss somebody? Like, how does that happen? Right. And so first, before before I go into how that happens, let's define cheating. Right. Cheating is more than just intercourse with someone else. Uh, Cheating can happen emotionally. Cheating can happen mentally. Cheating can happen with your words. It's more than just sex. It can it can happen with your actions. Uh, if you have left your relationship in any way, shape, or form, and are engaging another person in the way that you should be engaging your significant other, more than likely you're engaging in some form of cheating. Uh, it may not be intercourse, but it may be just as bad. Um, Different people react different ways to being cheated on. Some people can accept it, forgive it, move on, depending on how it happens. Uh, Some people, that is like the worst sin you can commit. And everyone is different. Everyone looks at love differently. So you can't judge people based on how they react to your screw up. If you're the one that screwed up, then you just got to take it. Um, That being said, the mistake individual. What happens when it is truly Um, what they would consider a mistake is a situation that wasn't planned. Uh, This can be things like I was drinking. Um, This can be things like, you know, before I realized what had happened, I had caught feelings for this person. It wasn't something that you went out looking for. It just happened. And this usually happens with people that you're in close proximity with. Whenever you are cheating with someone who you, you know, you walk in their circles and this person is already close to you and you just don't realize how important having barriers are and having boundaries are. Um, You know, this can be with a friend of the opposite sex who, you know, you didn't think anything would ever happen with this person because they've always been a friend. And then that one time something happens and you do something outside of the norm. Uh, People are fallible. All people are fallible, men and women. Um, I love the black men don't cheat narrative that we are changing because for a long time, everyone was like, all men are dogs. Um, And I think if you speak the positivity into uh, relationships, you're more likely to have a better outcome versus if you speak down on it. Uh, However, you know, everybody cheats. Um, Men, women, black, white, every, every race, every gender doesn't matter. Everybody cheats. Everyone is capable of cheating. I won't say everybody cheats. Everybody is capable of cheating. And so that being said, there are going to be circumstances that you should avoid things that you can do to minimize the chance of you being a cheater. Um, Things like, hey, I should not be alone with this woman who is attracted to me or I should not put myself in a situation where I'm going to be inebriated. And I am not in control of my actions. So if you know that you are someone who, when you drink, you become very turned on and you want to have sex with somebody and your significant other is not going to be there, you may want to control your drinking. Um, So with individuals like that, they suffer from uh, what I consider a lack of willpower. It's really just they don't have the ability to say no. And with that lack of ability to say no, you are someone who you need to be more mindful 
in setting up boundaries for yourself in relationships. So if you know, if you take a hard look at yourself and you say, I am not someone who can turn away sex when it is put in my vicinity, or I cannot reject the man when he hits on me or when he touches me. I like that. I like to be talked to a certain way. I like to be complimented and I can't turn a guy away when he does those things. You need to set boundaries for yourself so that you don't put yourself in situations where things like that happen. If you know that if a woman touches you a certain way, you're going to react a certain way every time, you lack the self-control to be in those situations. Do not put yourself in those situations. It's common sense. So for people who are the ones who make mistakes, the only solution for you is to be proactive in the positions you put yourself in when you're in a relationship or just avoid being in relationships until you feel you are mature enough to handle that. It's easy. That's that's the only thing you can do. Don't put yourself in a situation where you have to prove that you have enough willpower to say no, because more than likely you're going to fail that. You're going to fail that test and then you're going to have to either hide or try and you know avoid that person so that they don't find out that you, quote unquote, made a mistake. Um, it's not a mistake. It's poor planning on your part. Um, you know, you're going to have to deal with that. You need to be proactive. You need to look at things from a different lens and say, okay, you know, I do not have the willpower to say no to this. I don't need to be in these types of situations, point blank, period. And I guarantee you, if you do that, you won't be so stressed out about things like, oh, you know, I can't be around certain you know, the opposite sex, or I can't be in certain situations, or I can't do this, this, that, and the fourth, because you know, you've proactively done the things that you need to do to secure your relationship. But there are others who, you know, unfortunately, it's it's not so much a fact of them not having the willpower, but them being a victim of their own ego. And that's who we're going to talk about next, the ego cheater. Ego has been the fall of many a man and woman. Um, ego is is something it needs to be in check at all times. Um, the cheater who only has their ego to blame. Usually, when you see this, usually it is people who are in power, people who have money, um, people who don't feel that they need to answer to anyone. Uh, the cheater with ego is the one who focuses more so on the motivation and the catalyst without so much regard for the risk involved in cheating. Um, This is the individual who is trying to satisfy uh, an internal motivation for themselves. So where does this come from? There, there are a few places this, that this can come from, but ultimately, uh, and I had a conversation with a friend about this the other day, ultimately it comes from not being able to control your sexuality, but letting your sexuality control you. Uh, it is a powerful thing to control your sexuality. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about just like, oh, well, you know, 
I have sex with who I want to have sex with. It's deeper than that. What it really comes down to is not only do you have sex with who you want to have sex with, but you have sex when you want to and not because of an urge that hits you. Not because like you're just in the mood and this person happens to be nearby. You have sex on your terms and those terms are dictated by your logic and not based off of some hormones that are running rampant within your body. And so people who are not in control of their sexuality and who also seek to satisfy their own ego tend to cheat quite a bit. Um, these are you're gonna these are gonna be your frequent flyers, your ones who uh, cheat a lot, who are cheaters and continue to cheat because they have an ego issue and it's not so much that there's a relationship issue. These people will cheat on uh, a good significant other, a good mate, a good spouse. Uh, they'll cheat on a bad spouse. They'll cheat on someone who is doing absolutely everything for them. They will cheat on someone who is doing absolutely nothing for them because for them, it doesn't matter. The other person in the relationship is not a factor in why they cheat. So that's the good news is if you have someone who fits this description and they cheat on you, you can 100% guarantee that it is not about you. That doesn't make it any better. Just know that you don't have to beat yourself up trying to figure out why this person cheated on you. It wasn't you. It was them. And sometimes they may tell you that it's not you, it's me. And that would be the truth. Something in them needs to be fixed. They can't control their urges and it happens that way. Now, this happens to men and women. Uh, there are male and females who cheat because of ego reasons, because of something that they're trying to satisfy for themselves that has nothing to do with you. And when you look at this, sometimes... Uh, it may come off as something sporadic, like it just came out of nowhere. And that's because it did. Uh, it wasn't about you. It was because of a moment, something fleeting that they were feeling. And they decided to chase that. They decided to go after that. It could be that they saw a man or a woman who just got their urges going, that just got them hot. And they were like, oh, yeah, I got to have that. Even though they have something perfectly good at home, I got to have that. It could be the fact that it was like everyone's partying and having a good time and I just want to hit something tonight and I can't wait till I get home. There are plenty of reasons why, but ultimately you shouldn't entertain any of them. It happens. You keep on rolling. And like I said, it happens for both men and women. Um, we see this a lot with celebrities when they cheat. So uh, and this is where I'm going to assume that Cam Newton falls uh, when, when talking about him. Because he had the family at home. He had his girlfriend, which he hadn't proposed to. He had the four kids at home. He had a family. He's an NFL quarterback. He's got a great life. He makes millions of dollars. He gets to basically live the dream life that a lot of people want. And then he finds an Instagram model and... You know, at some point in time, they formed some type of relationship and he got her pregnant. Uh, not the wisest decision when you think about what he's going to pay out in child support, especially because he hasn't secured a new contract yet. But that's that's beyond the that's beyond what we're talking about. Ultimately, when you look at that, you're like, OK, Cam has it all at home. You know, he has a woman at home. He has four kids at home. Why is he out messing with another woman? And this ultimately comes down to this was not about 
the woman. Could it have been about the woman? Could Cam have been frustrated about uh, his girlfriend at home? Yes, it's possible. Um, But Cam also has the resources and the money to be able to fix probably most problems uh, that he's dealing with. He's also Cam Newton. And if he decided to break up with her and just find another girlfriend, he could do that. He's a professional quarterback in the NFL. I'm sure he wouldn't have a hard time getting another woman if he wanted to. But instead of taking either of those paths, he decided that I'm just going to mess with this girl and not get caught. Um, The issue with people who cheat with their ego is they usually don't believe that they're going to get caught. Um, They try to get away with it. They try and hide it. And so when they do get caught, they usually bumble it and look really, really bad. They give you excuses. They give you a bunch of reasons why they did it. They try and flip blame on you most of the time. If you hadn't done this, if you hadn't done that, I would have never cheated. And so I can 100% say that uh, that is more than likely what Cam Newton uh, cheated for. You know, it, it wasn't a situation where I made a mistake. Um, you know, for one, <laughs> apparently he's asking for a DNA test for the last of his children by his girlfriend. So that to me is like reckless behavior. Like that's someone who's not like remorseful for what they did. He's, he's sitting here like, oh, well, now I want a, a DNA test. All right. So you're asking for a DNA test. And, and let's say the baby's not yours. OK, cool. But like this is all messy. If that was the case, if you didn't think that baby was yours, you should have got the DNA test, broke up with the girl and been with the girl that you wanted to be with, if that's what you really want. But I don't think that was the case. I think this was an issue of Cam wanting to satisfy his ego. And he did that. He, you know, he was not in control of his sexuality. Uh, He was not in control of himself as a person. And he slipped up and got somebody else pregnant. And so if him and that girl don't end up, he'll also be paying child support for her. So uh, it's not a very lucrative uh, (laughs) deal when you when you look at all of it. And Cam has only himself to blame. And that's really what happens. The the people who cheat for ego, the people who cheat because they're trying to validate something within themselves, usually end up burning the house down around them. These are the people who when they cheat, they ruin marriages they ruin their relationships with friends and family everything around them burns because it's not about everyone else it's about them and they would rather see everything around them burn than burn themselves or admit to their fault um ego is a powerful thing you always got to keep it in check and um you know, I mentioned that when I was younger, I cheated in previous relationships and I had been cheated on in previous relationships. Um, when I cheated for the very first time, I was I was in was I in high school? Yeah, I think I was in high school. Um, when I cheated for the first time, it was because of ego um, is because I felt like she was going to cheat on me or she had already cheated on me and I wasn't going to be the only one. And so situations like that, like you can't. Um, you can't expect for, for situations to get better and nothing good comes from cheating out of those situations. Like you don't, when you chase your ego, like you don't you can never satisfy your ego, especially with temporary actions like sex, you know, that orgasm lasts for a few moments and then it's gone. And then you're still chasing the same thing, still trying to satisfy that ego when you didn't really 
fix the problem before you just, you know, drop some some hormones on it to, to make yourself feel good, you know. And then after that, you're still feeling the same way. Nothing was fixed. So ego, ah, it's a powerful thing. And it's probably the number one cause for, for anybody cheating is not being able to uh, sat- satisfy their own ego, you know. Uh, you can almost never satisfy your ego. You have to realize like what's going on with you. Take a closer look at yourself and fix that stuff, man. That's the only way. The final cheater and this is another cheater that's quite common, uh, is the incompletionist. Now, when I say incompletionist, I am talking about the individual who is searching for something in their relationship. Um, this is not so much the individual who, you know, is trying to fix something within themselves. There is true unhappiness in their relationship. And in searching for that one thing or multiple things to fix whatever is missing in their relationship, they end up finding it in someone else. This one is a mixture of the mistake and the ego. Now I was like, how do you how do you mix together someone's making a mistake with someone who has an issue with their ego? I'm gonna explain it to you. So First of all, if you go back to the formula, risk, motivation, catalyst, over time. This is someone who their risk could be high, could be low. But their motivation is really, really high. And usually the time for this is pretty long as well. Most people don't cheat when a when something happens in a relationship right away. Um, so let's say that your significant other just stops caring about, you know, let's say they stop having sex with you. That's, that's a good example. Let's say that your significant other stops having sex with you. You haven't had sex in a long time. You're going back and forth with this person. You're trying to do things. They always have a headache or maybe they're always out with their boys, you know, guy or girl. It can, and and for, for the women who think that all men want sex, that is not true. There are some men who are not as sexual. There is a asexual designation for people who are just not sexual in nature. Not everyone is super into sex. Not everyone is really good at sex. And so maybe they avoid it. But not every guy has to have sex all the time. Um, Although testosterone that we have uh, kind of drives us to chase it, we do not always have to have sex all the time. And not all of us want it all the time. Not all of us have to to be in between a pair of legs at all times. So let's say that significant other, male or female, just hasn't been giving it up, hasn't been interested in it. Maybe they're too busy. Maybe they work too much. They're too tired. There are plenty of reasons why you might not be getting sex from your significant other. Um, that person may be like trying to hold out or, uh, maybe wants to have sex with you. They don't want to go elsewhere. They don't want to cheat on you, but as time goes on, that continues to weigh on them. 
they start to say, man, like we really aren't doing this or, you know, we really aren't connecting in this way. Uh, and there, there are plenty of other things that it could be. Maybe it's this person doesn't talk to me. They don't want to have conversations with me. Maybe they are, you know, just angry all the time. Maybe they're mentally abusive. Maybe they're, they don't talk kindly to me. Like there's so many things that it could be, but sex was just the first thing that came to mind. It's pretty common, pretty easy, especially if you're married. Um, so you go, you know, husband or wife, you go a long time without sex and you held out and you hoped and you mention it and you try to go to counseling and it just doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden you start to get fed up. And so this is what happens with the incompletionists is they reach a state where they become fed up. And so being fed up does not automatically mean that they're going to hop and, and go cheat or whatever and whatnot. Uh, the incompletionist is very heavily dependent on the catalyst and very dependent on uh, the motivation. So at the end of the day, this person has an extremely high motivation because something is missing and they feel very, very strongly about it. More than likely, they've communicated it to their significant other, but if they haven't, they still feel very strongly about it. Then the catalyst comes along. And that catalyst can be a one-time fling. It can be someone who is consistent, who, you know, maybe a, a new guy starts at the job and this guy is just head over heels. And he tells you every day that you are the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. And you remembered when your husband used to tell you those things. And then, you know, or you think about like how your wife used to think you were hot and, you know, the woman at the Starbucks calls you hot stuff every time you walk in and you start to feel good about yourself again and you haven't felt good about yourself in a long time because at home all you are reminded of what's missing you know you, you're constantly reminded of what's missing in your relationship and so you want things to be better for your relationship but it's not happening and then the thing that you think you're missing you know, a lot of people call this the 80-20 where you get an 80% at home and that 20% that you're missing starts to become so important to you that that's what you focus on. And that's what that's really what happens is that you you're thinking that you're completing yourself and your relationship by getting this 20% from someone else. Uh, but you're just getting 20%. And so, you know, time goes on. And like I said, the incompletionist is usually someone who high motivation, high catalyst, and it's overtime. Time goes on. And before you know it, the thing that you thought was something small, just the guy complimenting me or, you know, just the girl hitting on me now has become, well, we've exchanged numbers, but it's no big deal. You know, they're still just a friend. It's just someone who's nice to me. And then y'all exchange numbers and the same compliments you were only getting in person before now come as text messages and those text messages start coming later and later and as they start coming in you start to hide your phone because you don't want your significant other to realize that you're getting these text messages from someone else telling you that you're beautiful telling you that you're sexy and so time goes on these messages come in and the text turn from just text messages to now you're getting pictures 
of her and her lingerie of him with his shirt off and you know before you know it you're sending pictures back because hey what's the harm it's just a picture right you don't think anything of it and that's the mistake aspect of it because the person who's dealing with this is thinking as long as I'm not cheating it's okay they think it's innocent there's nothing there and they really don't believe that what they're doing is wrong they think it's something small and that they're in control of it and that is the biggest mistake is that they actually believe that they're in control of the situation but by this time it's already gotten way out of hand way beyond where it should have gone so now the pictures and the texts that are coming late at night causing you to hide your phone or put your phone on silent have now turned into well why don't we meet up after work and you think us oh, no big deal. It's meeting up after work, like just to say hi, get some coffee. And then before you know it, that's the date. And then you're going out again and it's another date. And then before you do know it, you know, you're meeting this person in a hotel room and it's just this one time. And then this one time turns into another one time. And that time turns into this is the last time, I promise, but it's not the last time. And so these individuals suffer from a mixture of both the ego because they are trying to satisfy something that is missing in their relationship for them but they also suffer from the i typically wouldn't have done this you know syndrome so what is the solution for this this it's really bad the solution for this um i don't know what the solution is for this because on one hand you can fix what's going on in your relationship and try and make things better. Or you can just leave your relationship and not have those problems anymore. But then again, you also risk losing everything that you saw in that other person that mattered to you. And so for them, this one is a little more subjective. It's based more so on your personal scenario, which is why I can't give you a solution for it because it depends on what's missing in your relationship. Uh, if communication is an issue in your relationship, then maybe you should try it working on communication if it's sex make it clear like you have to be honest with your significant other so that you don't get put in a situation that you end up regretting um everyone is different we are all fallible we are all people we're humans and nobody's perfect accept the imperfections in everyone but also don't be afraid to set boundaries to set expectations for yourself and for the other person uh no one has to cheat. Cheating is not something that has to happen. I don't care who it is. I don't care if the guy laying across from you is the hottest guy in the world or the woman who is coming to see you is the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. You don't have to go through with anything. You don't have to cheat. Uh, but if you do, it's not the end of the world. Do not beat yourself up. You know, accept your fault, accept what you did wrong, and try to make it better. Can I guarantee that you're going to get that person back? Absolutely not. In fact, I would say that more than likely, if you get caught cheating, you will more than likely not get that person back. Um, most people are not built to forgive that way. And that is a major violation that most people can't get over. But if you do come back and that person decides to take a chance on you, you have no option but to be humble, to accept whatever crap they give you. They're going to bring it back up. 
If you really want to be with that person, you got to take it. They're going to continue to blame you for messing up their relationship. They're telling the truth. It's your fault. And even if you feel bad about it, you're going to have to feel bad about it. If you really wanted to make things work with this person. But if someone does give you another chance, you be gracious. You say thank you. You do everything in your power to make things right. Because that's the only way you're going to get past that situation. And if they don't take you back, well, then just don't cheat in your next relationship. That's all I can say to you. But that's all I have to say about that. Once again, I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Story time for, you know, continuing to ride with me. Story squad. I think I like that name. Story squad. What y'all think? I think that's what I'm going to call y'all for now on the story squad. Continue to rock with me. Continue to listen. Continue to share, like, and follow. Also look for my Patreon. If you have not subscribed, please, please continue to support so that we can give you more great content like this as as well as other things in the future. Um, That being said, I hope everyone has a great week. I look forward to giving you another podcast next Sunday. I might hit you with a surprise in the middle of the week. You never know how I feel. If I got something to talk about, I'll come with it. And once again, if you liked everything I had to say about cheating and relationships, you can purchase my book, The Lover's Manual, at www.nmporterfield.com. But it's your favorite author. I write books. And I thank you again for coming to Storytime.